Welcome to the Jesus Sisters podcast. It's not a coincidence you're here. We thank you for joining us on this journey to seek a close and personal relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, welcome back to our final uh, greatest hits uh, special, I guess, that we're doing. The next time you will hear us will actually be our season five that we are very excited about. We're hoping that everybody is enjoying their uh, holiday season. And that kind of brings us to our conclusion of our greatest hits, which is the true magic and spirit of Christmas. This was our first Christmas special uh, episode about the gift God gave us, his son, Jesus. Um, I really enjoyed this episode because we talk about scriptures that really make the birth and arrival of Jesus magical. There are so many like neat little nuggets of prophecy that really like drew me in. And of course, reflecting on the events that took place um, that were all part of God's plan and design. And if you pay attention to scripture, he reveals some pretty amazing things. Uh, Jesus is the greatest thing to ever happen to earth. He is the greatest thing to ever happen to me. And he deserves all the glory and praise and honor. And just like we say, Jesus is the reason for the season. And I'm so thankful for him. And we really hope that you are filled with the magic of Jesus and his supernatural grace and love and wonders. So we're wishing you a very Merry Christmas to our Jesus brothers and sisters. Um, We will be back with season five this January, 2023. I do want to wish an early Merry Christmas to uh, my Jesus sister, Cherry. Um, I just really am. I, I love you too. And I'm just so, um, thankful for your friendship. It really is a gift from God for me. Uh, There was a moment in my life where this was before either of us really had an intimate relationship with the Lord, but um, God in his grace and mercy gave me you as a friend and you showed me the love of Christ when um, I was sick and in the hospital and you were just really right by my side, cleaning me up and loving on me. and Wiping your hair, um, even though you didn't want me there. You were like, no, I'm like, I'm here, girl. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just is something that um, was, I'll remember it my entire life. It's It was just a really selfless time for you. And it was a really hard time for me. And um, like, I just love you for that. I'll remember that always. And I know that, um, you know, we're here today by... Uh, God's design. Jesus Sisters was definitely God's design, and I couldn't imagine doing it with anybody else. So thank you so much for um, doing this with me because uh, you make it very special. Oh, I love you so much, and I equally love you. And you're right, God really had a plan for us and our friendship. And even though we are technically cousins, we are Jesus Sisters. Um, but I, re- Allie and I have 11 years age difference. And I remember meeting, like I met, I knew her when she was younger, but we were still like, it was like in the twenties versus like the teens, you know, those are kind of, it's still mm-hmm. kind of like far apart, but then as time goes on, you know, time is the great equalizer, right? Like 
11 years feels like nothing now. And look at, we are literally Jesus sisters, sisters in Christ. Um, and even though we have that, that, that age gap history. between us, that history, <laughs> I remember when we really reconnected when you were in your twenties and I was like, I just love this girl. Like mm -hmm. I just, I, I felt bonded to you and who knew at that time what God had in store for us because our, our friendship has gone in all different kinds of directions, but we are on a path that is set now that it, it, our, our friendship and our sisterhood will forever be bonded. And it's, mm -hmm. it's because of our love for the Lord and we've been able to grow together. And I love seeing God work in your life. I've, I, I've seen you grow so much as a woman and, uh, as a sister and a daughter. And I just, I value our friendship so much. You are like one of the first people I want to call when I got life happening to me. I'm like, mm -hmm. I got to call my Jesus, my Jesus sister. Talk mm -hmm. about laying down a prayer. She'll be sending mm -hmm. she'll lay down a prayer. And I'm like, Ooh, that's a good, like, like it's good. It's so powerful. And I value you and, and our relationship so much and I love you. So as we Amen. are getting ready to celebrate the holidays and, you know, just keeping in mind that Jesus is the reason for the season, but just take time to reflect on not just the material things, the gifts mm -hmm. that God has given you, but the relationships. And if you haven't reached out to someone that you consider a person that you care about in a long time, take that time, pick up the phone, call them, tell them you love them and, Absolutely. Um, and make sure you're praying for them as well. So oh, Merry yeah. Christmas all. Merry Christmas and, and a we'll happy new praying. year. Yes. We'll see you soon in the new year. Bright, sparkly yeah. new year. Be blessed. We love you. Yes. And amen. Amen. Welcome to the Jesus Sisters Podcast. It's not a coincidence you're here. We thank you for joining us on this journey to seek a close and personal relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome back to the special edition, our Christmas edition, our first ever Christmas episode as Jesus Sisters. This is very Ooh. exciting times, huh, Jesus Ooh. Sister? It is. I love it. I feel Christmassy already. I know. <laughs> I feel like the older I get, like it's harder to get into like that that feeling that I had as a kid about what Christmas is like. But what I will take instead is the joy that I get thinking about the gift that God gave us by sending his son at this special time. And so I'm like, okay, I might not be singing uh, jingle bells in my sleep anymore, but, <laughs> but I'm feeling the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. And you know, that that's the, I guess the caveat to, you know, away with the Santa and all that you get to see, which is what our episode is, the true magic and Holy spirit of Christmas and, um, which, uh, which gives you a new sense of, um, wonderment, I guess, when you are an adult and you realize the things that took place and the prophecies and all that, there's a new sense of magic, I guess. Ooh, I like magic. I love it. <laughs> uh, so we do have to tell you that we, you know, COVID has officially 
struck our inner circle, kind of, not fully. So we are recording uh, remotely through Zoom today. We think that we kind of got it figured out, but you know, us in technology, sometimes we just don't always get along. So if we sound a little bit different or it seems like we're a little crazier than normal, now you know what. <laughs> yes. Yep. All right. Shall we, shall we get it going, Jesus sister? We're going to. Absolutely. We're again, we prepare totally separate and we just try to figure out how we're going to make it work. When we talk before we were like, okay, I think we can make it work. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm going to start us off with a scripture from Isaiah and this particular scripture, actually we have a couple of them. It was a prophecy. So this was something that was in the Old Testament, and we know in the Old Testament, Jesus had not been born yet. And so when I read some of these prophecies, it's really just, it's super cool to know, like God told us he's a coming. Uh, so my first one is Isaiah 9, 6. For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. And that's the, NA, that's the NASB version. Yeah, I mean, how cool is that, that we knew that, well, we, I mean, I wasn't around when it was written, obviously, but uh, <laughs> we know that God was telling us that he is going to send his son and he will be our savior. And and these are all things that we refer to Jesus as, you know, mighty God, uh, prince of peace, wonderful counselor, eternal father. So it is just so cool that before he was even born, we knew he was coming and what a gift he was going to be to us. Oh yeah. It, and that's a lot of the Old Testament is just the precursor to Jesus coming. Like that's really what it's all about. They give you the genealogy so that you can see way back when, where Jesus's lineage started and how it's all God's promises and prophecy being fulfilled. When you know the Old Testament and you read things like this, you're like, oh, the prophets were talking about Jesus and really it did happen the way they said it did. So it's, when you know that, it's pretty amazing. That's the kind of the magic of Christmas where you're like, that's pretty cool where God told somebody, hey, there's going to be a savior coming that's going to, you know, change the world. And this is how it's going to happen. And then we see it play out. You know, hearing you talk about that, it, I just had this thought. I was, my thought was, I would love for us to do an episode on like different prophecy. Like, because I was reading something where I, there was the, I was reading something. It was a Bible plan. <laughs> I'm like, I can speak. I can really get this out. <laughs> it was in my Bible app. I was reading a plan and it said something about the odds statistically of Jesus fulfilling just like eight or nine of the like, I don't know. I feel like there was like 800 prophecies. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. But that the odds of him meeting all those things was like some astronomical statistic. And being a numbers girl, I'm like, oh, that's really like intriguing to me. 
And so when you're talking about prophecy and, um, and we're talking about Jesus coming back, I'm like, oh, we got to do something on that because I would love, because I will honestly say, I don't know all the different prophecies that he fulfilled. I know that the Bible promises that he, he will, and he does, but I would like to just do a little more digging into that. What do you think? Oh, I love it. Especially since, um, I also don't know the exact number, but I'd say it's somewhere in between like. 80 something and 90 somewhere in between there like i said i don't know the exact number percentage <laughs> <Not> 800 <laughs> yeah of bible prophecy has already been fulfilled oh, so okay sorry when you think of when you think of that you're like okay and people like saying jesus is coming back and then you think of like in numbers well if 80 to 90% it's somewhere in between there has already been fulfilled and there's only so much percentage that needs to be done until all of god's you know, prophecies have been come to fruition. So definitely he, right up my alley. <laughs> unless no he's just test, unless he's, oh, that was a good one. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> unless he's just testing our patience, which I feel like I'm always being tested. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Sorry. I got us off our magic of Christmas episode. Okay. I'm going to bring us back in. All right, here we go. Um, so the next prophecy uh, that I came across was in Zechariah, and I really like this one. Um, this came up in one of my Bible plans that I was also doing, uh, but it was really geared towards Christmas. And I didn't realize, I mean, I really got to get all my Bibles, my books in the Bible straight, but I didn't realize that this was also prophecy. I was just thinking that this was something that was in the New Testament. And it was just basically sharing the excitement uh, that Jesus had already come. So to know that this is a what was predicted is super cool to me too. It's Zechariah 9, 9, and this is the NASB. And it says, rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout in triumph, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. He is, uh, he is just and endowed with salvation humble and mounted on a donkey, even on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Mm -hmm. He's coming on a donkey with salvation. I mean, like who knew? (laughs) And he did um, through the Passover. Remember when he came and everybody fanned the palms and he was coming through the city on a donkey. Well, and I, well, and also I think about Mary riding on a donkey being pregnant. Like, I mean, in him in her belly. Like I, I mean, multiple times. I mean, of course it's just crazy how the Bible, I think because we are naturally as humans, we can be doubtful, but I feel like that's just God reiterating how everything fits together like a puzzle piece. And if you pay attention, there's so many uh, coincidences that are on purpose. You know, we say that if we believe in the Bible, we don't, you know, there's no such thing as coincidences. So God definitely lines things up. And that's why I love, um, I did have uh, in Genesis, they talked about, and that's, that's right away, right in the, right in the very, very beginning. So in the beginning of the Bible, so then you can really see that God had a purpose and everything. He's always had a plan to overcome evil and um, that even when, uh, who, who would that be? I'm drawing Abraham. Sorry. I was drawing a blank. <laughs> it's okay. Even when Abraham was around Jesus and the plan of Jesus was already in motion. So it says in Genesis 12, one to three, 
Now the Lord said to Abraham, go forth from your country and from your relatives and from your father's house to the land which I will show you, and I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great. And so you shall be a blessing, and I will bless those who bless you. And the one who curses you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. And you're like, how could that be possible? How could Abraham even think that that's possible? But when you really start to look at the lineage of Jesus, you see that through Abraham, Jesus was born and brought salvation to all. So that's what God meant when he was saying, because, you know, uh, Moses never entered the promised land, but God did promise him the, the, the promised land. And we have our, you know, kind of our fathers of earth, Jacob, Abraham, Moses, that set the way for Jesus and the lineage, because they always talk about, um, you know, the Davidic kingdom, how King David came about, and Mary and Joseph were also part of the lineage of King David. So it all from the beginning of time plays out to the coming of Jesus. And, and when you read the old Testament into the new Testament, you see it all fulfilled. So it's, it's really amazing. That is so cool. I love that. We've always had that promise of salvation, even in the old Testament, uh, through Jesus. Okay. I have one more, uh, prophecy that is found in Isaiah that I think I just, I love this one because, uh, you see the exact same words being used in the New Testament. And anytime I see it, like, I'm like, well, there's no mistaking it. There it is. It's literally the exact same thing. Um, and it's Isaiah 7, 14. And it says, therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin will be with child and bear a son, and she will call his name Emmanuel. And it's like one short verse, but it packs so much like, a virgin shall bear a son and he will be called Emmanuel. I was like, Oh yeah, no, nope. Can't say we didn't, we didn't say so. Yeah. He's like, I let you know, I, I pretty much made it very directly clear. <laughs> I told you he was coming. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Ellie. So now I think we got some of our faves from the old Testament, let's kind of transition to the new Testament and see what the new Testament has to say about Jesus and his birth. You ready to rock and roll with that? Mm -hmm. Okay. So we kind of have a lot in Luke, so we decided to break it up, but it's just, it's so cool. All of it, because it's just such an amazing story. Um, so I'm going to start it off and I will take us down through the first few verses, and then Allie's going to pick it up. So Luke 1, verse 26. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph, of the descendants of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And in coming in, he said to her, Greetings, favor one, the Lord is with you. Which I love that that part because Gabriel also appeared in Daniel over 500 years earlier. When um, Gabriel appears, he brings important messages from God. And Gabriel meant mighty warrior of God. So I, I think those, um, those are very important to know that background because then it makes the story really come alive. And then um, because we also see throughout the whole Bible how 
God uses the, the people that the world would call probably lowly and the humble ones. Yes. He used them to do, you know, mighty things. Mary was poor and young. It would have somebody that the world would have overlooked and the religious would have thought she was useless for God's work, but God used her for the biggest act ever asked of by a human. And you can see that she had God's favor, but we also see that even though she had God's favor, you know, she still got ridiculed from that because people wondered how she could become pregnant. And, you know, her, her fiance almost left her and was (laughs) like, how'd this happen? And then we know that Jesus, her son would be crucified, but she brought about the world's only hope into the world. So can we, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of mind blowing because we read the Bible and we're like, yes, she, he was born to a virgin. But like, when you really think about it, I mean, everybody's like, mm-hmm. you know, they were like, no, we know that that's not, <laughs> we know that's not real. Unless, I mean, like you said, even her own fiance was like, uh, I don't know about this. And then the and an angel appeared to him as well. And it's like, well, thank you, Jesus, or thank you, God, <laughs> for that yeah. one. <laughs> because, I mean, it it does seem so far-fetched. I mean, I, I feel like we say, we, we, we know the story really well, but when you really think about how hard that must have been for her, it's just mind-blowing. Yeah, and you really see the gravity of it all and how it really is the most important story. And that really is part of the magic of it all. And so I'm going to pick up at um, uh, Luke one twenty nine, and it says, but she was very perplexed at this statement and kept pondering what kind of salutation this was. The angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. And um, so, you know, we always see them saying like the angel said, don't be afraid. And when I say that Gabriel was, you know, a warrior of God, when she seen Gabriel, he wasn't, you know, this little Cupid. It was right. a warrior of, of God, you know, that, that fights in God's army, you know, bringing, so it's very um, powerful that, that, that happened. And then we also see the prophecy, um, you know, the Lord will give him the throne of his father, David. And all throughout the Old Testament, you see like the Davidic kingdom. When you read Ezekiel, there's a passage about the Davidic kingdom and how the Savior would come through the Davidic line. So um, just a very also cool, cool part. And then Mary goes on to say uh, to the angel, how can this be since I am a virgin? The angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for that reason, the Holy Child shall be called the Son of God. And behold, even your relative Elizabeth has also conceived a son in her old age. And she who is called barren is now in her sixth month. Ooh-wee. I, I just, when you, when you read the part about she will conceive through the Holy Spirit. I was like, oh, I get it. Like, I, yes. I don't know why. I don't know why I never got it before that moment, but it was, 
maybe sometimes when you hear somebody else read it out loud. Um, but yeah, okay, so that makes a lot more sense to me now, right? Um, but it's just, it's so cool that the Holy Spirit can do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like God didn't even have to lay hands on her. If that's what God wants, sends the Holy Spirit and it will happen. And so cool, but I, I, I think it's so cool that I kind of also think it was a gift that God sent um, Mary to have a, a, for a lack of a better term, I've, well, I was going to say partner in crime, but I don't really think that that's <laughs> what the Bible would say uh, is your good friend as a partner in crime. But the fact that he had already, Elizabeth was already pregnant. And now Mary going through this as a young girl and going through it pretty much by herself. Like, I mean, what's Joseph going to do in this situation? I mean, he's going to be there to, to support her and stuff, but to have one of your closest friends to be pregnant with at the same time. And here she is, she's pregnant and she's still a virgin and she doesn't really know what's going on, but she's excited because she knows that she's carrying the savior of the world. I mean, like, that's crazy, but how cool is it that she had her girl there with her to go through it and they got to be pregnant together? I don't know. That's It's magical. (laughs) It, It really is. That's, you see the magic in it. And I think that's what, you know, is beautiful. And there's, there's always correlations like there's that verse in Ecclesiastes, there's nothing new under the sun. And you can really see that because remember we had Abraham with Sarah who wasn't able to give birth. And then we had Elizabeth, um, you know, not able to, she was barren, she was old. And the difference between Mary, you can really tell that Mary was favored is, uh, you know, when, when Abraham was told that Sarah laughed at God. Oh, and then I remember reading took, that. I was like, oh, matters. Girl, you laughed at God. Don't do it. Okay, sorry, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I love that. Because, yeah, I thought the same thing. Like, how could you? And then um, and then Elizabeth doubted as well. But then you see in the ending of uh, that first chapter in Luke, and Mary said, behold, the bond slave of my Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. So, you know, you had Sarah and Elizabeth, um, you know, and Rachel, they all doubted and they all like laughed, but Mary was like, let it be done, even though it was so far fetched. And, and like you had, had said, um, you know, Elizabeth, uh, getting pregnant and having that it is magic because, um, because when, you see that she was going to be impregnated by the Holy spirit. And you think like, how could that even be possible? But you can see later on when Mary visited Elizabeth, it said, uh, when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy spirit Mm -hmm. just from being in contact. So you can already see that the angel of the Lord is really fulfilling the promise you can tell that the Holy spirit is there. You, you will know them by the gifts and right away she received and she cried out and said, blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how has it happened to me that the mother of my Lord would come to me? So she knew from the Holy spirit that that was the mother of our Lord and savior magic. That is the Holy spirit. Yeah. 
So I just, I just it's really. It's so cool. It's just so yeah. cool. And yes. I mean, it also helps that, you know, Mary experienced a miracle and Mary and Elizabeth experienced a miracle at the same time because they were able to say, I, I believe you. I totally see it. I, like I just experienced the same thing and that power. Um, Cause sometimes, you know, people just doubt if they aren't in on it and if they haven't experienced it themselves. So to be able to both have a miracle at the same time and just look at each other and know it's true. That's pretty, pretty cool. It's a, yeah, it's, it's so amazing. And then this is a popular song. I don't think a lot of people know it, but it's also in, in Luke and they call it like Mary's Magnificat or Cot. I don't, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but this is how, this is also proof that the Holy Spirit was with her because all of a sudden she had all this wisdom knowing the plan of the Lord. And it said, and Mary said, my soul exalts the Lord and my spirit has rejoiced in God, my savior. For he has had regard for the humble state of his bond slave. For behold, from this time on, all generations will count me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is upon generation after generation towards those who fear him. He has done mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in the thoughts of their heart. He has brought down rulers from their thrones and has exalted those who are humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent away the rich empty-handed. He has given help to Israel, his servant, in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and his descendants forever. And that was actually her singing. That was the joy of, of the Lord. In the Old Testament, um, joy was either, you talked about it, for the, you had joy for the forgiveness of sins. And also when you uh, conceived a child. And so we see with Jesus, not only did, were our sins forgiven, but there was the conception of a child. So the joy was really the joy of the Lord. You see it in a kind of perfect picture, I guess. Yeah. And a, and a physical form, I guess, as well. Yeah. So cool. Okay, Allie, I'm going to bring us into Matthew. Okay. Um, how about, let's see. Okay, so I'm, I'll start us with Matthew 1, 18 through 21. And this is cool because it kind of just, it, to me, it picks up where, the, where we kind of left off in Luke as far as like the storyline goes. Um, and it basically starts getting into more detail about, um, how he was, how he was born and yeah. Okay. I will, I'll, I'll save the spoiler alert. Here we go. <laughs> okay. So now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. When his mother, Mary had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her, planned to send her away secretly. But when he had considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Amen. She will bear a son. And you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. 
Wow. I got to say something. I just got a notification on my um, phone, and I really believe that this is confirmation that the Holy Spirit is here right now. Uh, I get random notifications from my Bible app. It doesn't come at any time of day. Um, There's no specific time that I get this notification, but the scripture that you were just reading is the exact scripture that popped up on my phone. What? Mm -hmm. Seriously? Yeah. (laughs) And that is, yeah. And that is, uh, that is God right there. You know, that I fully uh, 100% believe that. God did not get to me yet. I did not get that notification on my, my Bible app. (laughs) See what I mean? How the notifications, they don't come in at, you know, we have the same Bible app and I just got this notification and she didn't get it, you know, because it doesn't come in. It comes in randomly. But I, so. I just looked at it and you're right. I see it right there. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save people from their sins. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Oh, thank you, God. Gosh. I just got to I just got to thank you to God for that because that is uh, beautiful. Well, I mean, every time, whenever you can have a moment like that, it just, to me, it's like, oh, it's just additional validation upon validation upon validation. And, and actually I was praying this morning and I still find myself, even where I am in my walk with the Lord, that like, Lord, could you, those like weird doubts, like I do, like I'm being totally honest. There are some times when I'm like, what if, you know, whatever, even though I had these amazing moments, I believe in Jesus. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for our sins, but I think it's the enemy just kind of like, oh yeah, but what about that? Do you, what about that? And so this morning I was literally praying. I was like, Lord, any doubts that I have, like, I'm so tired of like these weird things just popping up in my head. I was like, please just remove those from me. And so for, to have that moment while we're recording this episode with all the scriptures that we have, I'm like, okay, I hear you. I see you. <laughs> well, I, I'm glad that you got, you know, and that's just one of the ways God works um, individually in our lives. And it's just a blessing um, all around that. And it's God's way of letting him know, like, I'm here with you where two or more are gathered and in his name, there he shall surely be, and I believe that wholeheartedly, especially right now. So, Amen. And Amen. I love it. We're sharing his story. I love it. This is what <laughs> happens when you have fellowship. This is why we encourage because you know, knock and he shall answer. He's or uh, when he knocks and we just have to answer, and that's us answering that. So, um, all right, I'm gonna segue back into squirrel. Okay, squirrel. I <laughs> know um, uh, that was a good squirrel. Squirrel, all, all you want. Okay. (laughs) And then it said, now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated translated means God with us. And Joseph awoke from his sleep and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took Mary, his wife as his wife, but kept her a virgin until she gave birth to a son. And he called his name Jesus. I mean, this, and this is tying in that prophecy, like the angels spoke the exact words that we see in the Old Testament, you know, behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Like, oh, so awesome. It's like so exciting and so awesome. Like it just, I can't like even put words to it. Oh, I'm so, I'm, it's just, that's, 
that's the power of the Holy Spirit. That's the magic. <laughs> um, the magic of Christmas and the Holy Spirit. Yes, I love it. And the name Jesus means God saves or Yahweh saves. And the English form is Joshua or the Lord is salvation. And names were very important back in those times and the meanings of names. So it's very uh, prophetic, I guess, you know, if we're going to tie in that, that, um, that whole prophecy. And um, then we have, you know, John, the, the, the Baptist was um, born and we see that everybody called John the Baptist crazy. You know, he was the wild man in the woods, but he was the one that said, you know, make straight the way for the Lord. And um, it all ties into that, that prophecy. And I, I, I suggest you reading um, that part of when John is born, because it said that as he spoke from the mouth of his holy prophets from of old, salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show mercy toward our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, to grant us that we, being rescued from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give his people the knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins, because of the tender mercy of our God, which with which the sun rise from on high will visit us to shine upon those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. And that is what Jesus came back to do. You know, it's like, really, it's all for us. Talk about, talk about a hype man. Oh my gosh. That mm-hmm. he, he was, he really was. <laughs> I love it. Hype man. Talk about like, he this is where it's at it will never get better it will never be better i mean like some of the things that he said about jesus is just like yes i love it yeah because he really you know had you know the lord's favor as well and um i have a little bit more with the i didn't know if you had any more scriptures but i was going to get into luke too because i had a few correlations between um when Christ was crucified and when he was born and how. Yeah, let's do it. I, that, I'm, um, I'm good. I got, um, I have one more, um, one more scripture, but it's great for the end. So, okay. Let's okay. do it. So, um, and I'm going to pick it up at, let's see, Jesus is born in Bethlehem and it says, this one's a little bit long but there's some really cool things in here. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood be before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, do not be afraid for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people for there is born to you on this day, the city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel, a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into 
heaven that the shepherds said to one another, let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. Now, when they had seen him, they made widely known saying, which was told them concerning this child and all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told to them by the shepherds. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen and, and was told to them. And that is uh, amazing because I think we think of, oh, you know, some cute little angels came and, and told the shepherds, uh, you know, Jesus is born, so follow the star. And, and no, there is so much more. Um, when they said, we bring you good tidings, tiding meant the gospel. And I had told you that joy in the uh, Testament meant forgiveness of, ser- of sins and um, birth. So that, that um, brought both. And um, shepherds back then were also considered like lowly. They didn't have a home. They had, um, you know, they were just kind of vagabonds with their sheep that they would bring through the, the pastures. And um, this could have been the shepherds could have been the ones who gave the lambs for the sacrifice for the forgiveness of sins at the temple. Every day they had sacrificed a lamb for the forgiveness of sins. So you see the correlation with Jesus being the lamb of God, the perfect sacrifice. And so God was, you know, picking the shepherds, inviting them to meet the lamb of God, the perfect sacrifice for sin. And then we see John the Baptist go, Again, the next day, John was standing with his two disciples and he looked at Jesus as he walked and said, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And so we can really see that when this angel appeared, as I had said earlier, Gabriel was a warrior of the God. So uh, when they seen this multitude, they seen um, heaven's army coming and saying, you know, this, uh, this is Jesus, the King of Kings, your chief and commander has been born and he is coming to take back the keys of hell. And he is opening those doors and setting the captives free. He has won the battle and the battle has begun and he is taking back everything that was stolen, that the enemy stolen. And that is what, you know, really the big, the big picture was. And, um, the correlation we we look at the stable as like a, a wooden stable with the hay and all that, but that's really not the way it was back in those times in that region. Everything was stone, so most likely the stable was either made out of stone or in a cave. So um, that way, at, at the the animals could go in there and have shelter during the day from the heat. And at night it kept in the warmth. And so when they say that Jesus was put in a manger, it's not like a hay wooden manger. It was most likely a stone uh, manger for water because grass was everywhere in the region. They didn't need to stock um, hay or anything like that. The, The picture that we get was from people telling the story of Jesus with their own regions in mind, like in old England when they were, you know, the winters came and they had snow. So the correlation between Jesus dying was, you know, when he died, they put him in a tomb with stone and they laid him on a stone slab. And Mary said that he was swaddled in clothes. Well, they swaddled him in white linen Mm -hmm. and laid him on a stone. And so you can see 
God is really trying to give you the full picture of, you know, the, the magic of Christmas. You know, it's that, that when you really know how he shows us that, yeah. it, you know, it re- history repeats itself. It's all those parallels are so cool. I didn't realize that. I was already thinking it was just bad enough that he had to be in the wooden manger with the hay. I just remember thinking as a, as a young kid, like, man, that must have been rough. And then you throw in the stone, <laughs> the stone twist, plot twist. Um, but I didn't know that. I think that's super cool. I mean, and it makes sense because God has quite the sense of humor. Like, you know what I mean? He, but it, it not that he meant it to be funny, but that he knew like, if this is how I'm going to bring my baby, my, my son into this world as a baby, and this is how he's going to leave as a man. I mean, it makes sense that he would do something like that, but I hadn't heard that. So that's like super cool, super cool. And I, one thing I just want to say is, and I, I, every time you read something about the angels, I, it's, I'm always just in awe of like how powerful the angels are and the messages and like how people are just in awe of angels and because they can see them. And then the Bible says that the angels are in awe of God, probably because they, I'm assuming they can see God. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But I do know that a lot of the angels will say, do not, you know, don't be in awe of me. I'm just the messenger. You need to be in in awe of God. And um, it just like every time you think of angels and I think of all these people who they're like, okay, that's what God said. All right. You're an angel. I believe you. I'll take your word for it (laughs) kind of thing. But just imagine how cool it's going to be one day when we actually get to see God and how powerful it's going to be, how, how powerful it's going to be. If people are in awe of seeing an angel, can you imagine what that's going to be like when they see their, when they meet their maker and they see the Lord? Like, it's just so cool to think about that. I think we're going to fall on our faces because we can't even look at it. (laughs) Well, I was thinking, uh, I was listening to that song, I Can Only Imagine, the other day. It just happened to come on. I was listening to my Amazon. I put on, like, Amazon, top worship hits. And I listened to that line again, like, um, will I dance for you and will I dance for you, Jesus, or will I, in awe of you stand still or something? I can't remember if I said that right, but I mean, I wonder, you know, like, will we we be so struck that we just can't move or will we be dancing, having a party? I don't know. I'll take either one. (laughs) Yeah. I think all of the above. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. The answer is D all of the above. All of the above. <laughs> but, but yeah, I think it just, um, cause you know, he came back as, you know, the lamb, the perfect sacrifice where God would reveal first to say that the savior has been born to the shepherds, you know, cause they say that it, it's all that correlation of, you know, Jesus is the good shepherd who watches over. And you have to think, it, it also makes us feel better because God chose the lowly and the humble. Yes. Um, he could have chose the religious Pharisees that knew the Bible front to back. And even though they knew the Bible front to back, I mean, can you imagine meeting our Lord and Savior and not knowing it was him? No, I can't. And knowing the Bible the way that they did. Yeah. I can't imagine. I, I really can't. 
I mean, how horrible must that be? But right. I do want to go off of what you were saying about how God sent Jesus into this world in the most humble possible way that he could. And the irony is not lost on me. But what I do know is I, I think people would see Jesus differently if he came in, in as royalty or as somebody of fluence and power because he was born so humbly into this world, he was able to connect on a level with people that I don't think he would have been able to if he, if it was any other way. And that's just more glory to God because he knows things that we obviously just don't know. And there is always a purpose. And, but now, you know, when you think about the big picture, it makes total sense as to why he did it that way. Because now we all know that, you know, we can all have a relationship with God. It doesn't matter who you are. You don't have to be rich. It doesn't matter what you have. And we're all sinners. And, yeah. and that we can all still have that relationship with him. And that he, you know, he, he lifts the lowly to meet him. That's the kind of God that we serve. And I think Name that's to, that. to show our, that's to show us that he does have love, love for all. And he said that he came, you know, he came for the sinners Yes. Uh, not for the righteous. And so, and I think we all know that none of us are really, you know, righteous in God's eyes. And so it, like you said, it's the gospel is for all because we all fall short of the glory of God. And so it, it meets us wherever you're at in life. It says that this is for you. He came for you. Amen. Well, I think that is a perfect, perfect way to wrap up our first ever Christmas episode, the celebration of Jesus being sent to this earth. We're so, so thankful. Yeah. We, we hope that you were able to get a different perspective to see that there is really true magic and that God had already predestined all of this and came up with a plan to thwart evil and to, you know, do away with Satan trying to steal our souls. He, our King is uh, glorious and he is loving and he is perfect. And he's, he did every, he already won the battle. He's just got to, he won the battle. That's yeah. in my mind. That's what yeah. I was going to say. He won the battle. And the he's battle just going to come get us one day. I can't wait. I, I can't know. Wait till we're neighbors in heaven. Yes. <laughs> All Baskin right, in the glory. Bask in the glory. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. Um, yes. We just really appreciate you taking the time to listen to us during this busy holiday season. And uh, we hope that uh, you'll join us again. Our next episode is going to be uh, about repenting and forgiveness for the new year. So we can get us all started on a a uh, great note, refreshed, and you know his mercies are new every morning. So we're gonna get some of that mercy. Okay, all right, twenty twenty one. Here we come. Watch Woo! out. <laughs> I haven't said that yet. Twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one. Like goodbye, twenty twenty. Yeah, bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> all right, love you, Jesus, sister. Stay healthy. Stay away from COVID over there. Yeah, you too, and everybody yeah. else. Be okay. blessed. I keep my doors locked. Okay. Right. Love you. Amen. <laughs>